Hey guys, what's up? It is none other than your girl, Coach Kimmy, and welcome back to another fresh episode of the Unapologetic Wives Club. Guys, I cannot believe that we are just a few days from ending 2019 and going into 2020. It is so hard to believe that this fast, a whole decade will be closing. And as I reflect back on the last 10 years of my life, Lord knows I've grown and went through so many different changes, and I am so excited about what 2020 has to offer me. Now, I know that might be your stance as well, because a lot of you are just ready to get out of 2019. You've had your run this year, and you are just exhausted. And you're like, you know what, I need something new. But I am looking into it from a perspective of, okay, what am I going to accomplish this year? What am I really going to go after this year that I've put on the back burner many years before in my personal life and in my business life? And so I'm really excited to be entering in just a few days or hours for this podcast to release because this is the last podcast that I'm going to have for 2019 and that for me is monumental. I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you who has stood by my side and supported this podcast. Thank you for your listening. Thank you for your viewership. Thank you for just being there for your girl while she is getting this podcast launched effectively and proficiently. Um, a better way. And I cannot wait for 2020 for the lineup that I have to release these podcasts that are going to get your life right. All right. So um, I want to say if you're a first time visitor, welcome to this podcast. We like to roll out the red carpet for you. You are welcome. You are our VIP guest. And therefore, we like to give you special treatment. And if you have rolled with me any amount of time from Facebook to Twitter or any other platforms, and now you are listening to me in your pocket, What's up, y'all? We made it another week, and I'm so excited that you are still hanging in there with me. So let's get into this 2020 jazz. All right, so a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, and y'all know how I feel about a New Year's resolution. I do not do New Year's resolutions because I feel like it sets you up for um, failure. It makes you feel as though you have this enormous goal that, you know, this year is going to be the year and I'm going to turn it all around. And we hear all these great things that people want to do, but oftentimes people do not uphold what it is they say they started in the beginning of the year by the end of the year. And so what I like to say is everyday revelations. Every day we get revelation about something new that we need to fix, that we need to change, that we need to do in our life, but that all comes from how our thought processes are. And so in order for us to move into 2020, we got to have a mentality that can support what we're trying to do. And a lot of times we have a, a yearning or desire for more, but our mind is not in that place already. Honey, let me tell you something. My mind shifted in 2020 in the middle of this year. Okay. Six months ago, my mind was already thinking and preparing for what I wanted to do for this upcoming year. And I know a lot of y'all are like, hey, how do I do that? I struggle with even getting through this year. How can I prepare for another year? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) So I have some tips that are going to help you for your mental preparedness for 2020. In order for anything in your life to manifest, you have to first 
own it in your thinking. You have to confirm it in your thinking. You have to be confident and bold with it in your thinking because your thinking will ultimately to ultimately lead to your action, which will ultimately lead to a whole range of other things where you're going to be walking in your destiny. But if you allow the things that you continue to fight with and be consumed with or the things that you have told yourself, you know, the lies that you've told yourself about yourself, if you continue to hold on to those things, then it's going to make it very difficult for you to be able to walk in the full authority that you need mentally and then physically to achieve what it is you're trying to accomplish for the new year. So the first thing you need to do is number one, declutter. You got to get some things out of your mind that has been consuming you about you. You got to stop believing the lies of the enemy and the lies of all those other people who did not know the gift that was upon your life. Oftentimes, a lot of us go through our families being verbally abusive or maybe even being bullied in school where we feel inadequate. And that tends to go from childhood and follow us all the way through our lives. But listen, I got some good news for you. You don't have to believe those lies anymore because they are not the ones who have validated you. Do you know that Jesus, Jesus, your big brother, you know, the one that came down here for you, God validated you even before you were in your mother's womb, before he even gave you your call to be here on this earth. He had already approved of you, everything about you, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, he had already approved of you. He said that not only did he approve of you, but he was going to make you in his image. And if you know anything about the God that I serve, God is a perfect God. So your spirit is constantly being perfected on the inside of you, or should I say your spirit, when you said yes to Jesus, was perfected on the inside of you, and he will continue to perfect you until the day that Jesus Christ returns. So that's how that kind of rolls. And so like all these things that people try to tell you was not good about you, that you have allowed to clutter up your thought process and clutter up your mind and you allow fear to come into the place where faith should have been, then guess what? Now you can address it and say, you know what? God has already approved of me. Like, why am I tripping off of what you're saying when you don't know the call of my life? You didn't give me breath. No man molded you and shaped you into anything. God did that in his very own hands. And so if God molded you and God shaped you, then how can any person on this earth walking, living, breathing, talking, kicking, screaming, or fighting tell you that you're not who God said you are or tell you that you can't accomplish what God said you needed to accomplish or tell you that you shouldn't do the business that God told you to do or you shouldn't move where God told you to move like no one should have that kind of authority over you other than God himself and if somebody has that authority it's because you didn't know who you were in the image of God in the very beginning you didn't know the power that you possess and the things that he has equipped you to do from the beginning but you don't have to worry about what you didn't know. You can hold on to what you now know. And what you now know is that you were made in the image of your father, in the image of God. He is a creator and therefore he created you. You are part of his creation that he has created to create. 
So you have the ability to create that. And don't ask me to repeat that, y'all, because I can't repeat that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for jumping in there and giving me something like that, because that was straight from God. You are his creation. You can't do anything outside of his will and be successful. Why? Why is that? Because his will holds power and promises and blessings for your life that he preordained and predestined before you were even given a, a name through your mother and your father. And that's the miraculous thing about God that we serve. So, you know, the first thing we got to do, we got to address those lies and those limitations, those false beliefs and those things that are keeping us from going where we need to go and doing what we need to do. And we need to just put it out there and say, you know what, today is another day and I am not going to allow what I allowed last year to be my deciding factor of what I'm going to allow in my life this year. There is no way I'm going to take and settle for who I was and not look at who I can become. God says you're you're the apple of his eye. He says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And therefore, because he said it, then there is nothing that is too difficult for God in your life as long as you allow God to work it. All right. So number one was to, to declutter. Number two, you got to be intentional. You have to be intentional with your time. You got to be intentional with your life. Honey, get away from those people that are not doing nothing. I understand that homegirl is your best friend and she's been your best friend since the third grade. But if homegirl ain't doing more than what she was doing since the third grade, she need to go. All right. If you got big dreams and you got big aspirations, you got to get yourself around some people that's doing something. And I'm not telling you to be fake and to be phony and to present yourself because that will be another trick of the enemy. He will try to um, persuade you to to walk away from encountering with people who are of the status quo that you desire. But the truth is you need to get around people so you can hear something different. People have conversations all the time about how to conduct themselves or how to get to the next level and it could just be a social conversation and guess what you just may happen to be in the right place at the right time to get the right information that you need to know now I will say this even though that may happen and you go to um, get around these people and be intentional with your time you got to be careful on who's telling you what you got to make sure that that's the route God wants you to take with it because the Bible tells us in everything we're supposed to pray in every Everything, not in just some things, but in everything. So example, you go somewhere, you get around some people, you're mingling or whatever the case may be. They're having a conversation. You're observing. You're hearing this information. And this is the information that you've been waiting for. Then you take that information to God and ask God, what will he have you to do with that information? You know why? I've learned from my own mistakes that I have taken on what other people are doing and other people's ways of doing things and tried to make it my own and it did not work. Why? Because God wanted to take me a whole nother route. He wanted my success to come from him, not through the hands of others. And oftentimes we get up in the morning and the first thing we are doing, we are social media crazy. We haven't thanked God for a breath in our body. We haven't thanked God that we are in our right minds, but we are on social media looking to the next person that can encourage us and pump us up. We should have enough going on the inside of us by now if we're intentional to pump ourselves up. Another thing with the intention, you got to be careful, is to stop watching this reality television. Y'all, I have been behind the scenes. I've had my own um, talk show, okay? And I know for a fact that 
Reality TV is not reality. It is called the mighty power button of edit. I can edit anything, any conversation, any picture that I want to modify it to look the way that I want it to look. Oftentimes, a lot of those people that are on reality television have to create these storylines that are filled with drama so that it can be interesting to viewers like you. And then you're sitting back like, man, I wish I had that lifestyle. If I was in their position or if I was in their place or if I lived in that house, now you are subconsciously or unsubconsciously comparing your life to their life. And then a lot of people are becoming depressed or anxious for material things because you are looking at yourself in that position like, man, what would I be able to do if I was in that position? Man, I wish my life was like that. Man, I wish I could travel more. Why not? You can if you be intentional. If you're, that was not politically correct. If you are intentional. If you are intentional with your time, with what you're watching, with what you're listening to, with with the people that are around you, you got to be intentional, guys. You got to get around those things that are going to consume and put your mind in the place that you are already walking in what it is you desire to do. And so that's number two, be intentional. Number three, the third thing that you can do for yourself is to write a vision for your life. How many times are you going to get up doing the same thing over and over and over again? You really don't like your job. You really don't like your life. You really don't like where you live. You got all these reasons to complain, but you have not done anything different because your routine consists of waking up, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, doing your hair, going to work, coming home from work, cooking dinner, tending to the kids, going to church, going back home getting the kids ready for bed and starting all over again. Your life has no consistency. It's just like being a robot. There's no excitement. There's no fulfillment. There's no consistency. Why? Because you have not written out the things that you desire to do for your life. And it really doesn't take a lot of time, guys. You you want to know how to write a plan for your life? What is on your heart? If you could do anything in this world, what would it be? What do you feel would make you happy? Not somebody else, not what somebody else thinks, but what do you feel on the inside of you? A lot of you should have started your businesses a long time ago, but you have not had the confidence to do so because it's easier for you to go to a nine to five that somebody else has established and set up, but you have nothing established and set up for yourself. When are you going to get into a position and a place where you think so much about yourself that instead of going and making somebody else's dream and vision happen every day when you're nine to five, you put that same time and effort and skill and talent and gift into making your stuff happen. And I know a lot of people say, you know what? You right. You read my mail. I got a husband. I got kids. I'm in, I'm serving on a deacon's board. I'm in church all the time. I'm in work all the time. I'm in school. I don't have time to to start my business. Well, guess what? You have time to eat. You make that time. You have time to sleep. You make that time. You have time to go hang out with your friends. You make that time. What about taking a season off from all of that? Other than, you know, the essentials that you need, of course, eating and sleeping. But what if you got more rest? What if you eliminated serving as much, not stopping, but as much? 
What if you just minimize and really took account of your time and become a good steward over your time so that you can learn time management? Jesus never wanted us to be busy. God never wanted us to be busy. As you can see in the story of Martha and Mary, the sisters who were preparing for Jesus' arrival, Martha was all over the place. She was trying to cook. She was trying to clean. And though she was trying to be a great hostess, she missed the point. Jesus walked in the door, honey. That means if Jesus is in the place, he got something to say to you. You need to stop being so busy. And sometimes we are all over the place. And we want the results that God wants us to have, but we don't even know how to focus on one thing and sit at, at Jesus' feet to hear the instructions that need to be given to us for the next step. And so I know this firsthand because people call me the Jill of many trades, y'all. One moment I could be making t-shirts, the next moment I could be doing a Christian magazine, the next moment I could be filming. I've learned my craft over time. I know my gifts versus my talents. I know what I've been called to do versus what my hobbies are. And sometimes we're going after our hobbies because we have not realized the calling on our lives. You have to take a pause and you have to get a plan. And what you do is you write down what's on your heart and then you take it to God in prayer and say, Lord, this is what I would like to accomplish, Lord. Match my will with your will. I don't want to do what I want to do with this, but I know, Lord, you've given me these desires. Now I got to give it to you so that you can order my steps. And oftentimes we are leaning to our own understanding and we doing it the way that we want to do it. And then when it comes up short, we blaming God. It is not God's fault if you have not taken it into consideration to communicate with God on the plans that you have. And so that's how you can write a vision. The Bible says, without a vision, the people shall perish. You see people who are walking dead every day. And when I say walking dead, I mean, there's no joy. There's no hope. There's no fulfillment. There's nothing. You may be that person that is walking spiritually dead every day. You get up like a robot and do the same routine. Later for that in 2020, a lot of people talking about clarity and vision and, oh, you know, it's like 2020 vision. That's great. I'm talking about mental preparedness. You got to prepare your mind to walk into the abundance that God has prepared for you. A lot of you have not received or seen the manifestation of what God has for you because you can't even put it into your perspective that God would be so gracious to bless someone like you with what it is you're believing. A lot of you look back on your faults and your past things that he's already freed you from, that he's already forgiven you from, and that he's already delivered you from, and you put yourself in the midst of that and think, it's all over. Surely God couldn't forgive me for this. Why not? He says no sin is greater than the other. No one sin is greater than the other. It doesn't matter if you're cussing. It doesn't matter if you're stealing. It doesn't matter if you're killing. Sin is sin in God's eyes. And if you go to God with a sincere heart and you say, Lord, I am so sorry. I did not mean to do that, Lord. I didn't want to be that person. Father God, forgive me for those things. And you turn from that. God is just to forgive you of your wicked ways. And he is just to bless you in ways that you even don't, you know, the ways that you don't deserve. So that is step number three. You got to make sure, make sure, make sure to write a vision and a plan for your life. 
Hey there, this is your girl, Coach Kimmy, and I have a special message just for you. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, submit an email submission to thatrealwivesclub at gmail.com. Once again, it is thatrealwivesclub at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor for our show, you can find us on anchor.fm forward slash unapologeticwivesclub and submit your donations to keep us running live. Thanks so much for your viewership. Until next week, have a great one. Number four. I love this one because this really should have been number one. Guys, some of you have dwindled off from your relationship with God. Now, this is this one is real serious for me because, like I said, this should have been number one. All right, I'm just going through the list and I'm just talking to you guys. So it's not any particular order that you need to roll in these other than this one should be number one. You got to reestablish your relationship with God if you have backslidden, if you have lost your way, if life has come and you have not devoted more time to prayer and fasting and talking to God and being involved in a church format. Y'all, I'm so tired of hearing about church hurt. Like we got to grow up. You can't keep on blaming people who are just like you, who are anointed just like you for what has happened. If somebody in the church building has hurt you and you have gotten offended, you have to realize that these people are people just like you. These people are still broken. These people are still babes in Christ. These people still don't know better. And a lot of times the reason why we have church hurt is because we are immature. We didn't have a relationship with God in the first place. The reason why we didn't have a relationship with God in the first place is because we placed those people who hurt us above the God that we serve. If we had a relationship with God in the first place, then we would have known that when those people came towards us in the manner in which they did that we should have prayed that God would deal with them convict their hearts change their way of thinking that no one else would have to experience that that God would heal their hurts let me tell you something I don't know of any people unless your heart is straight cold and evil that intentionally hurt other people unless your heart is straight cold and evil and a lot of times you ain't gonna find them sitting and dwelling where the Holy Spirit lies Evil and good cannot dwell in the same place. If good is there and the Holy Spirit is alive and well, then you best believe that evil is going to reveal itself and it is going to try its best to get up out of there. The devil ain't no match for the Holy Spirit. The devil ain't no match for God. But oftentimes we don't go to God and take it to him and hand it over to him. But we want God's results. How do you expect God to give you what he promised you, but you don't want nothing to do with the word. You don't want to sit down and study, study your Bible. You ain't prayed a prayer since Moses was on the mount, but you want God's blessings to be right there right now when you need them. God is such a gracious and patient God that he gives it to you even when you don't need it. Or, or not, let me say it like this, even when you don't deserve it and you haven't went through the proper relationship channels because he wants a relationship with you. God, it, he, he, he is so relational that he literally seeks and enjoys the time that you make just to spend with him. How do you do it? How about on your way to work? How about in the shower? How about when you first wake up? How about when you're sitting down about to eat? Can you turn over the plate of food to just thank God for all that he's done? 
You have made it through another year and some people will not. Some people have not. Some people will get on January 1 and that will be the end of their life. But that does not mean that that's your story. And so what are you going to do with the relationship that you have with God? You need to get reestablished, y'all. This is this is a time where Jesus is definitely going to return soon. And we can see it in the world. Everything that the Bible talked about that is happening in this world is starting to formulate right before our eyes. The evil is being revealed at numbers, record-breaking numbers. Like, it ain't even hidden some of this stuff any longer. Now it's just out in the open. Everybody wants to talk about their truth. What about God's truth? What happened to God's truth? God is bigger than religion. God is bigger than 2,000 centuries ago. God is still alive. He is still well. He is still supreme over it all. There is nothing bigger than God. There is no one more powerful than God. There is no one who knows more than God. He is all that he is. He is the great I am. And whatever you have need of, he says, whatever you call me, that's what I am. If if you're in, in need of a mother or a father or a relationship, I am closer than any brother. God wants nothing more than to be there for you and to help you to navigate through these things. But what happened to the relationship that you had with him? Why are you blaming him for what people have done? People have the same choice that you have to align their wills with God wills. That guy that cheated on you, he didn't have to cheat on you. That ain't God's fault that he cheated on you. God may have given you some red flags, but you was too blind to see it because you were spending more time with the God than you were spending with God. You're spending more time conversing with the guy trying to be his boo thing or his wife or his wifey or whatever it is you wanted from him more than you was asking God, was he the one for you? God would have told you because the Holy Spirit is always talking. So we got to be careful with our relationship with God. And step number five, step number five now, I got to take a deep breath on this one because some of y'all going to be mad, but it's all good. You got to be honest. Some of y'all out here perpetrating. <laughs> y'all faking the funk. Like y'all living this great grand life. And your life is a hot pocket mess. And then when you get in front of people, you're turned up. Okay, you want your nails done. Okay, you driving a nice car. Okay, your hair is done and your face is beat to capacity. Okay. But guess what? Behind all that, if you nasty and you ugly towards people and you doing things that are going to harm people then all of that is a facade it ain't nothing more than a mask like at some point in your life you gotta stop faking the front you just gotta be okay with being who you are if you are not 100% where you want to be maybe it's because of your character maybe it's because of the things that you need to do that are going to get you to the place where you are being developed to be put in, in front of those people guess what There is some things that start off in your thoughts, like I said, that form into your actions, that form into your habits, that form into your character, that ultimately become your destiny. And if you don't grab a hold of what you're thinking, even when you're thinking about yourself, you can think that you're higher than you should be thinking. And the Bible tells you don't even do that. Don't think that you're more high or more um, higher than what you ought to be. You got to put yourself in check and you got to be truthful. Now, I'm not saying your truth from that perspective. That's new age. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about embracing your good, your bad, your weakness, and acknowledging that you can't do it without God's help. 
There is nothing in this world that we can do or accomplish without God being in it. And if you do, then you have sold your soul to something or someone to get that success. God blesses his principle. God blesses his word. God blesses his children. But if you are going about it in other methods, then how do you expect to ever see what you want to see? The best thing that I could have done for 2019 was check myself. I had to look in the mirror and realize where I needed to grow. And when I asked God for my year of freedom, and that was my declaration in 2019, I promise you, I was talking about being free from a corporate America. I had no idea how much of the change on the inside of me he was going to make. God dealt with me about my consistency with things. Because remember, I was busy Martha. I was all over here and all over there and all over here and all over there and doing this and doing that. And though I was doing it, a lot of things that I was doing was not longstanding because once I mastered it, I got bored with it. I went on to the next thing. Or once God spoke to me about something else, not realizing that it, it was for a due season or a different time, and I was dropping things like hot pockets. That wasn't what he wanted. Yes, I'm still going to do all the things that he's placed on the inside of me. He's gifted me with many gifts and talents. Many. This is one of many. And... They're still going to happen, but they're going to happen in the context in which God wants them to happen. And so you guys got to be honest with yourself. You know what? How many of you are not where you want to be because you procrastinated or dragged your feet? You knew you could have went ahead and filed for that business license. No, but you had to have that Burberry bag. You had to have, you know, that Michael Kohl's. Like you're you're putting all this revenue into other people and you're not investing anything into yourself. And then when you look back on your life, you're like, man, I ain't had the money for the business license. Sure you did. You had the money four times over, but you chose to invest in somebody else's business instead of investing in your own. So you guys, there are the five things to help you prepare your mind for your 2020 journey. You still got a few days. We are only on um, the last week of December before we enter in into this new year. And this podcast is dropping just in time for you to get your mind right. Number one, declutter. Remember? Declutter. Number two, be intentional. Number three, write a vision, write a plan. Number four, get your relationship with God back right. Check in with the big G because he's the one who's going to give you all the blessings that you need to fulfill your life. And number five, be honest with yourself. Stop acting like you're higher than what you are or you're better than what you are and your character is a hot flaming mess. The worst thing that could ever ever happen to somebody is a person to get on a platform and their character is whack. You don't want to get embarrassed like that. That is the ultimate embarrassment. You out there on television and people talking about you like a dog because you're whack underneath. You make for good television, but you whack. So get your character in check. And that starts by training your thoughts. So I hope this has been a blessing to you guys. If you want to hear more podcasts like this, make sure that you send me an email to thatrealwiseclub at gmail.com and check out this promo for those who want to be on the show right after this. Be blessed and happy new year.